Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is A Weekly Word. Thanks for being with me. We're getting ready for Vacation Bible School here at Gloria Day in the next couple weeks, and I have very fond memories of Vacation Bible School when I was a little boy. Uh, we used to go to a couple of different churches, Vacation Bible Schools, uh, including a Church of the Brethren uh, Vacation Bible School in a town that I grew up in. and. Uh, one of the things that I remember with that Vacation Bible School in particular was singing Father Abraham Had Many Sons. You know, we would kind of do the marching in place thing and, and all of that good stuff. But uh, today I want to talk with you about Abraham. Um, we're doing a series called Things You Didn't Learn in Sunday School about. And today the things we didn't learn in Sunday School about were about Abram, which I've just used two names for the same guy. And so yeah, that, that's going to need to be unpacked a little bit as we go through. So we can read about Abram starting in Genesis 11 all the way through 25. He's a major uh, part of the book of Genesis. And frankly, the next three episodes after this one, all through the month of June, uh, Abram's going to be one of the characters that we end up talking about that's uh, all connected to his life and to the promises that are, are made to him. Now, when we first meet him, his name is Abram. And that name is kind of ironic or maybe, maybe tragic uh, because the name Abram means great father. You know, and here he is. Uh, we find out very quickly in Genesis 11, verse 30, that he and his wife have no children. So great father has no children. And then later on, even before he has children, uh, God changes his name to Abraham, which means the father of many. And neither one of those really seems to apply to him. So for us... Today, the story that we're going to start to dig into is in Genesis chapter 12, where God calls Abraham or calls Abram to leave and, and to go where he leads Abram. So the passage actually says this, the Lord said to Abram, go from your land, your relatives and your father's house to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you, I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will curse those who treat you with contempt, and I will bless those who bless you, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. I got part of that a little mixed up, just transparency there. So at some point, Abram's father had started to make a journey to Canaan. We're not sure what caused him to go. We're not sure what caused him to stop. Um, it turns out that Canaan is this land that God will show Abram. So he is going to bring him the rest of the way. So Abram is said to be from Ur of the Chaldeans. Ur would have been in modern day Iraq, southeast of Babylon on the Euphrates River. Uh, it's near modern day Basra. And then when you travel 
through that area, especially in ancient times, uh, they would go around to the north and they would, they would follow the uh, Euphrates River because a direct route across the land goes through the Syrian desert. And, and so in order to be able to have the supplies that they need, they would follow the Euphrates up to the north. And then once they got around to the north, they could cut down and come down along the Mediterranean and they'd have water and supplies the whole way through. But up toward the, uh, the very northern edge of the Euphrates River, just into Turkey, um, there's a town called Haran. Uh, and that's, that's where they settled where Terah and his family settled when Abram was younger. Now, when we think about Haran and we think about Ur, one of the things that we need to know is that both of these places were important centers of worship for a uh, goddess, a moon goddess. Uh, her name was originally Nana. Um, later, she became known as Sin. Um, and so part of what Part of what Abram is being called to leave is idolatry, to leave these old gods behind and to go forth with this new God who has called him and claimed him as his own. This is a major step of faith for Abram. It is something that is going to uh, really be inspirational for us, but also it had to have been daunting and terrifying in some ways for Abram. I mean, he's 75 years old. Genesis tells us that his dad lived to be 205. So, you know, maybe 75 doesn't feel that old, but it's not young. This is a time where he should be settled and where his life should be in full force. But he's going to leave all of that and following God's call to go to the land that I will show you, doesn't even tell him exactly where it is, it costs Abram. It costs him his home. It costs him his family. It costs him the support system of that community. And in a lot of ways, when you lose your family and your support system in that time, you lose your safety. And maybe he actually loses his previous faith. But as God calls him out, he makes promises to him. The Lord, Yahweh, uh, promises, first of all, to make him into a great nation, despite the fact that he has no children. You know, don't, don't lose sight of that. It's going to be another 25 years before that promise of a child comes into the picture. That's a big deal. He, he promises to bless him, he promises to make his name great. Literally, in the Hebrew, it says, I will grow your name. Uh, I, I like that image of just that, that, that growth and people coming to become aware of, of Abram and, and who he is. And he says, you will be a blessing. And maybe you've met somebody who's like that, somebody who is a blessing, and just having them in your life blesses you. Um, God goes on, I will bless those who bless you, the one cursing you or the one treating you with disdain, I will curse. There, there are two words that are used there in the Hebrew, and they mean similar ideas. Um, but basically, if anyone mistreats 
Abram and calls down curses upon him, God is going to curse that individual. And then here's the, the big the kicker, the, the big point in the whole thing. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. They will be blessed through Abram. God's blessing flows through Abram to the people who are around him. But it's not just those people who were physically or temporally around him. All the people of the earth, all the clans, the kingdoms, the families, they will be blessed through Abram, the great childless father. So, how does that happen? Well, if we fast forward a couple thousand years, we, we find out that Abraham and Sarah did have a child, um, and they had many other children down through the centuries. And one of their children's children's children, uh, generations away, will be Jesus. And when we read Jesus' genealogy in Matthew chapter 1, in verse 1, it says, The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ the son of David, the son of Abram. Jesus is God's blessing through Abram to the whole world because he's the one who atoned for the sins of the whole world and he's the one who won everlasting life for everyone who will believe in him, completely unconnected from their families or their origins, or any of that. Abram received that promise the same way that you and I receive Jesus' blessings and forgiveness, by faith. Abram saw the land that God showed him, but he never possessed it. He received all of God's promises by faith. And that faith led him to leave his home and to follow where God led him. And that's how we live now. We follow where God leads us, seeking to obey him with our lives, and we trust his promises, particularly promises of forgiveness and new life. And we believe that he is leading us to a new home, a new promised land in the new creation. So, Abram walked by faith, and so do we. Thanks for taking this time for being with me. I, I hope this was helpful to you. If it was, please like it, share it, rate it, what, whatever. Um, and uh, tell somebody else. I always figure if this has been a blessing for you, it'll be a blessing for somebody else. And thanks again. God's blessings. Mm -hmm.